Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I am welcome back a very special guest, Ohio State senior and captain Emma Malte joins the show. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast, Emma, and how's everything going? Thanks for having me. Things are going well. Um, just training and uh, working, so yeah. That's good to hear. And besides hockey and training, what else have you been up to so far since the season has ended a few months ago? Yeah, I got to go home and attend um, a national team camp, which was really fun. And yeah, and it was really nice to be home, especially when we haven't been able to see our, see our family a lot with uh, the COVID border restrictions. So yeah. And obviously graduation happened with yourself this past weekend. What was that like? It was cool to graduate. It was pouring and uh, my parents could not attend because of the border, but it was still a really cool experience to be in the shoe and like to get my diploma and stuff. So, yeah. That's awesome. And what are your off-season plans uh, for this year? Do you plan to come back to Ohio State for your fifth year since I know the NCAA granted everyone a fifth-year eligibility? Yeah, that that is my plan. I'm I'm waiting to see um, about centralization um, for Hockey Canada, and then after that, I'll make my decision. Awesome. So I guess uh, what, what regarding training, uh, what do you hope to work on regarding your game? Is there anything you want to improve on for next year? Yeah, there's always stuff to work on. I think for me in particular, um, having confidence using my shot and um, working on my hands, and then I think that there's no end to uh, fitness. I really enjoy um, working out and getting fit, and I plan to do that as I uh, try and do every summer with the support staff we have here at Ohio State and um, those I, who I work with at home. I want to ask you about this. You were training with Team Canada for the World Championships. Uh, what was what was it like getting that opportunity to represent your country and play against some of the best players in the world in your country and get prepared for that tournament? It was really um, exciting camp. It was a lot of fun. I got the opportunity to play with some uh, veteran players, and that was a really good experience, a lot of learning moments, and it was too bad that um, the World Championship got canceled in the end, and um, we're really hoping, well, w- with, its be- with it being rescheduled, that's good news, but um, it was very disappointing, so hope to have more movement with that going forward. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on just the whole situation of the World Championships being canceled and then getting rescheduled in August. Yeah, honestly, it's very disappointing, and that's I'm not going to hide that. Um, I think that to see the older girls' passion and um, emotion come out after those news was really after that news was really like heart wrenching. Um, I've been lucky enough to play the whole season in the NCAA and that's been amazing but other girls haven't been so lucky with playing in Canada so they've put um, over a year into this world championship and will now have to put even more work into it so I know they're willing to do whatever but I think that that part of it was was really disappointing and um, just looking to take another step forward. So is it going to be in Nova Scotia in August or are they going to relocate to a different location? Is that to be determined still? Yeah, it's to be determined. So I want to transition a little bit and talk about this year's college hockey season that you were a part of. Uh, obviously, you had to deal with a lot of challenges this year because of the pandemic. How did you personally deal with all of the challenges your team faced this year? 
It was super tough, um, especially in the beginning when we were getting used to it. I think we were just so excited to play, though, um, that that trumped everything. Um, we were willing to make the sacrifices of not seeing other athletes or um, kind of just sticking together and keeping those precautions um, extremely high with uh, testing every single day, um, getting up earlier than we're normally used to. Um, but yeah, I think another challenge was there wasn't a lot of variation in our schedule. We were playing the same team, um, same teams most weekends. And that can get really hard, especially when they're the number one and number two or three team in the country, which what we were up against. But in the end, it made us a lot better and it brought us together a lot. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, not playing any non-conference games. Like, how was that an adjustment for yourself? It was an adjustment. Um, playing non-conference games is really fun because you get to, like, branch out and um, see other leagues, what they have in store, and kind of see where you line up nationally. Um, so when you play the same teams over and over again, it, it, it gets challenging to adapt your game to theirs because you know them so well. Um, so I think that's the best part about non-conference games and hopefully, um, that'll be more of an option moving forward. Yeah. What's it like playing in the WCHA and just the competition you face every night, because it's probably one of the best conferences in women's college hockey, because you have to go against teams like Minnesota and Wisconsin on a daily basis. Yeah, it's honestly, I love it. I love, um, the WCHA. I think it's really, um, it's, it's just such a difficult and challenging league and it's made me so much, so much of a better um, athlete because I have to prepare every weekend um, with the same amount of preparation because any team can be anyone and you've seen that across all our years. So um, I think just being able to play in the WCHA this year was something that we were also happy about and yeah, I wouldn't change the WCHA for the world. Now, what was it like to play this year without any fans or limited fans? And was that an adjustment for yourself? I think the biggest adjustment for me personally was not having my uh, parents there to be able to support me. Um, they come to almost every home game usually. So that was pretty tough. But um, there was a lot of other girls that could their parents could come. And ultimately, um, those are the fans we care, not care most about, but you notice the most and I think that it was more just sad not having skate with the Buckeyes being able to leave an impact on those little kids or um, bring joy to community members that don't know tons about hockey so I think that part was sad but um, in the end it built more excitement for the year to come. Yeah and you also had to deal with a lot of schedule changes throughout the season how did you mentally stay prepared for all the postponements that happened to your schedule and what was the key for maintaining flexibility for this year? Yeah that's a good question I I think that you you have to play every game like it's your last in a season like this so that's the attitude we took and um, there were some disappointments especially right before playoffs there where we were supposed to play St. Cloud and we had to have three weeks off you know that's that's really tough but um, at the end of the day, we were so, everything was so unknown. I think by the end of it, we got really used to it and we kind of just came together. Now, something else that was introduced to college hockey this year was during the overtime. As an offensive player like yourself, what was it like having more space on the ice and having more chances for offensive opportunities in overtime? 
Yeah, that's, we didn't have much this year, but I, it is really, it, I like it. I think it's a cool change. And um, it, it, like you said, it allows more opportunity for creativity and quick transition. And it's, it's for sure a different um, style because it's almost strategic in a way. Um, so I think that's a super cool addition. It also eliminates ties, and I don't know about yourself, but I absolutely hate ties, and that was something I did not miss from last year's college hockey season. Yeah, for sure. We're lucky we have shootout, but not every league has that. So, Now, do you have to be a little more defensively minded in those three-and-three-overtime situations? Because if you make one little defensive mistake, you can cause an odd man rush for the opponent. Um. Yeah, I think that it's more about being like – poised and knowing when to like not go for it versus go for it um puck possession is obviously key so and when you don't have the puck just being able to play man on man but you're right uh not getting beat is evidently the most important thing but um i think it's just really cool how strategic that three and three is if you look at it now, throughout the regular season, your team was one of the top-ranked teams throughout the country. You were always ranked top five for the most part. How did you try to maintain that success throughout the regular season, and how did your team deal with the pressure of being one of the top-ranked teams in the country? Yeah, I think that's a different thing for us because we were used to being the underdog always, and um, it's really it's – a, it's a new group now, and we have more confidence. We have more um, – we have the same character and the same drive to be the best, but we're in a position now where uh, people want to beat us more. Um, so I think that that pressure adds a component, like you said, but um, I think with the older girls having grown through that um, and developed through that, uh, we can help the younger girls um, work through that in a way. Um, I think we are all so happy with what we came from and how we built up built up to this point and um in the end it's about it's always the same game it's just about um making sure you don't lose your identity through all that now talk about the, your freshman class this year just the impact they brought to your team and how did you try to help their transition into college hockey in this unusual year yeah talk about difficult um bregman Tealy and uh, Buglioni, they were all really good additions to our team. Uh, we had Shani too for the first part of the season. Um, but yeah, they they all added different components and they were all uh, very high contributors to our team. Um, Jenna playing on our second line the entire season uh, was a really dynamic player for us and added um, even more skill to that second line to um kind of just have that one two three punch that we we had this season like um with the way Jenna added to our offense we we never have had that much um offensive power from all three lines and I think that was just so nice to see this year um and then Bregman was playing really high minutes as a freshman she did an amazing job um, with that and was always just so poised with the puck. So um, her and then Teeley got in a, a bunch of games and had a big win against Minnesota. She's um, an amazing teammate, and I'm look, excited for her future too. 
Now, in the WCHA playoffs, you started off, you beat Minnesota Duluth. Just talk about that game and just the offense that took place because watching that game from an outsider perspective, it seemed like everything was clicking for your team offensively. It was, and it was excited. Like I said, we hadn't played in a really long time. And um, going into that game, and Duluth is such a difficult opponent. They always are, and we know that. And playing in their rink this year was very challenging. Amsoil is always a very hard rink to play in. So I think getting them on a new surface was really fun, and we were really excited for that game. So you're right. We we just had a really good game, and we were clicking. and. Um, yeah, and we just were so excited to play with that time off. Now, you guys wore the black alternative jerseys. Do you think those are the best jerseys in college hockey? Because I loved watching them uh, when you guys played with them. I thought they were super cool. They're really cool, and I'm biased. I really like them. So They should be your new like road jerseys, in my opinion. That's just my suggestion, though. <laughs> yeah. Now, you unfortunately lost to Wisconsin in the WCHA finals. How did that game compare to last year's WCHA finals when they were both went to overtime? And just what emotions were you feeling after Lacey Eden scored that overtime winner? Yeah, um, that was tough. I think that after winning the WCHA championship last year, we all knew what it felt like. Um, so we all wanted that again. And um Wisconsin's a very good opponent, and you never know which way it's going to go. Uh, they got the upper hand this year with the both the end-of-the-year games there, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. And we gave it everything we had, and it was a it was sad to see that goal go in, but at the end of the day, we pushed back, and we brought it to the game to overtime when we were missing some players. So I think that says a lot in itself. Um, especially after playing that team weekend after weekend. And what was your team's mindset heading into the national tournament after losing in the WCHA final? Uh, we really wanted to have revenge. Um, I think that going into the top eight, our goal was to make the Frozen Four. And then um, because we've never made the NCAA final, we really wanted to. But um it was just too bad how that game turned out. But I think, again, we've left everything out there, every game. Now, in the first game in the national tournament, you played Boston College. How did you prepare for that team not playing any out-of-conference games in the regular season? Yeah, I think it's fun, though, because we didn't really get to do video on a new team at all. So I think that was exciting, just seeing a different team and um, preparing for a different system. And um, a lot more preparation went into it because we didn't know them as much. But in the end of the day, that's almost um, where the best performance lies because it's um, you know each other less and you can bring out some creativity. Yeah, and I guess what challenges does BC bring as a team overall? Yeah, they were really good. Um, it was a very different game. Um, playing an East Coast team is always very different um, in terms of they're fast, found them very fast, uh, skilled, um, they're not as physical, so we were using our physicality to our advantage. And, yeah, they were a really good team. Yeah, that's something I want to talk about. Just the physicality in that game is something I noticed. Is that something your team practiced before that game against BC is to bring more physicality than normal? I think um, we're always a very physical team. And when we hear that the their game is less physical, I think that probably um, – inspired us to be more physical during that game to get them off theirs.
Now, in the note of physicality, do you think um, hitting should be allowed in women's hockey? Um, I'm not really sure. I think we do enough of it as it is um, be- between the rules, and um, it would be it would be hard to add it now. But I think uh, it's pretty physical game if you watch it. I think just the no hitting label gives it a little bit of a less physical title, but. Now just talk about that game against Boston College, winning that game, and what was your team's uh, mindset heading into the Frozen Four for the second time in your career? Yeah, we were down early-ish, um, so I think that that made our heart uh, stop for a second, but um, battling back again and um, winning that game was a really exciting moment for us. Um, we haven't been back to the Frozen Four since freshman year, so I think sharing that with a new group of girls was something really special. You then went on to play Wisconsin again in the Frozen Four. How did that game compare to the last time you played them in the WCHA final this year? Yeah, it was a tricky game. It, they scored early again on the first shift. So we were, we went down 3 nothing, and I'm really proud of us how we battled back um, to make it 3-2. to two. We just couldn't, couldn't quite tie it at the end. We had a post, and, and sometimes that's just the way it goes. And what emotions were you feeling after that loss against Wisconsin? Because you are a senior, it could be your final game with the Buckeye jersey on. Yeah, um, it, it's hard. It's hard to um, swallow that one. But at the end of the day, you look back, and I'm just uh, grateful for the season we had. Now, being the captain this year, how would you evaluate your leadership skills overall when you reflect on this past season? I'm happy with it. Um, I think that we made something out of a year that was really unfortunate to begin with. And um, I learned a lot this year um, about myself as a leader and about my teammates. And I think that's the most important part uh, for growth in the future. Now just talk about the atmosphere in those tournament games in Erie. What was it like? And even though it was only 25% capacity, just being a player in that setting in the Frozen Four, nothing compares to anything like that, in my opinion. Yeah, it was really cool. It was also really cool that it was uh, broadcasted. So a lot of my uh, friends could watch and my family. And I think that was also a really cool, cool part of it because um, that's not always the case. So I think that's that, that was just awesome. And how did it compare to the last time you were at the Frozen Four? Because when you were a freshman, you obviously got the red carpet treatment. There was a lot of fans at that game. I was at 100% capacity. And then comparing it to this year, it was kind of a lot different. How did you like try to like use your experience from the Frozen Four uh, heading into this one? I think uh, my class was the only one going into it that had been to the Frozen Four and, and Coach Muzz. So I think – after we realized that, we're like, okay, we need to be strong for them. Um, play it like it's a normal game, and it's okay to be nervous, but at the end of the day, um, we're just playing another game. It just has a little bit more on the line. Now, when you reflect on this past season, what do you overall take away from it? Um, I think just keep moving forward and to lean on your teammates um, was the biggest thing, and we really did that, so. So we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first question to you is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I would say probably chewing with your mouth open. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> now, what is something you wish more people knew about yourself besides being a good hockey player? Uh, that... 
I want to be a physical therapist when I'm older and I really enjoy um, the healthcare field. Now, how do you balance both academics and hockey at such a high level? Um, I just really like to be busy and I like um, to keep myself organized. So um, I think that the life of a student athlete is, it's almost like, it's really hard, but it's almost like once you start doing it and it gets part of your life, it's it kind of just becomes like a routine. Now, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, um, that's a good question. Um, I would like to see Colorado. I haven't ever seen Colorado. And BC, I've never seen BC. Um, but yeah, I'm happy with uh, living at home and coming to Ohio too. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Banff National Park and I think it's in Alberta. It seems like it's mm-hmm. such a cool spot to visit. Yeah, it's really cool, I've been there. Awesome. Well, if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? Oh, wow, that's that's hard. I think I would just talk about the impact people leave on me without even knowing and then probably just talk about how like kindness goes so far and um because i think some people don't realize the impact they leave on others so we're now back to some hockey questions now my first one to you is i want to ask you about some of your teammates what's it like to play with uh, jennifer gardner and talk about what she like as a teammate both on and off the ice yeah jen's a great teammate she's my roommate actually uh, this past year and jen's a great hockey player she's very skilled has a very good shot and just loves the game so she's always willing to do some extra shooting um stick handling out there on the ice and we tend to do that a lot together um off the ice she's hilarious um like she's a go-to person to always want to do spontaneous things if you want to go in a rollerblade if you want to go see a site on in ohio, in ohio columbus like um, she's very fun. So, yeah. You also get to play with Tatum Skaggs, who's one of the best college hockey players. Uh, what's she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice as well? Tatum's wild. She's super fun. Um, Tatum's one of my best friends and I've met here, and um, she's an amazing hockey player. I played with her for four years, just knows how to put the puck in the net, and she's improved in all aspects of her game. Um, as a person, she's so funny so willing to do anything for anyone and just has always stayed the same that she's never different around anyone she's around she's always the same you can always count on that now the last teammate i want to ask you about is your goalie andrea brandelli what's she like as a teammate both on and off the ice and just talk about how good of a goalie she is yeah andrea is awesome she's a brick wall um she is super sweet and um she's really smart she's uh double majoring she's super duper smart so um, and she's older, right? So she, she has a lot of, she's very wise, has a lot of good wisdom and always has good advice. So I really love just talking to Andrea. I think she comes from a very different perspective always. And, um, on the ice, obviously she is the, she is so hard to score on and we always pair together in drills and I'm like, Oh, come on like I you know what I mean like she's so different and we always have so much fun on the ice together because we love to compete who's the most underrated player you've ever played against in college hockey underrated Ooh, I would say um 
like Abby Rock probably was the best hockey player to that I've played against and she she wasn't like really known for her insane goal scoring but like she was just made such an impact everywhere on the ice that it was so noticed and like that was the same with Emily Clark she was so good but she did everything right in the small areas. So that's what made her so hard to play against than both of them. Was it cool to play with Emily Clark in the world championships training camp? Yeah, it was really cool. Awesome. Well, what are your thoughts on the podcast since we last had you on? Pardon? Sorry. I didn't hear. Oh, what were your thoughts on the podcast since we last had you on? Yeah, I, it's been really good. It's, I've followed along and I follow your Instagram and I think it's awesome. Awesome. Is there any guests that we should have on in the future? Ooh, um, any of my teammates would love to. So if you want to reach out to any of them, I'll put in a good word. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, anything you want to talk about right now? The floor is all yours. No, that's all I have. Awesome. Well, if there's any shout outs you'd like to give, uh, now is the time to any of your family members, teammates, anyone in particular, feel free to shout them out now. <laughs> uh, probably just my mom and dad. I miss them. So yeah, that's it. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast again. I really appreciate it. I admire you a lot as a player, but you're also an even better person off the ice. And I just want to let you know that. Uh, Take care, stay safe, and good luck in your future hockey endeavors. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. This love affair